0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up? Real MVPs. Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Webber.
1: Dubbed MEs.
0: And we are back. By the way, I tugged my shirt. That's a drink. That's one. You got to take one shot. But is it? Now, are we mm-hmm. going to do the drinking game of do they take a shot or like if they have a beer do they just take a sip? Swip, depends swip, on if
1: the sip of the beer depends on how swip. your Christmas went and how uh, <laughs> how much you feel like getting alcohol poisoning and going to the hospital because I'm gonna t- without even noticing I'm just gonna pull yeah, oh yeah.
0: pulling my shirt that's another one right there I just did it on purpose. Pulling it forward. That's the mm-hmm. third one. So our new drinking game of whatever. I touch my shirt because I do it without even noticing yeah. um, during these podcasts. But welcome in to the Onside Kick where we talk about NFL and everything going around in it. And Mark, before I do the housekeeping, man, do we have a show today. We're talking about the NFL draft. Justin Herbert, um, the top quarterback, just said, no, nah, I'm here to play school. Um, and I'm going to go back to said Oregon Which really Dunks.
1: confused Jameis. He's like, yeah. wait a minute, what do you mean you're here to play school?
0: Cardell's even like, Wait, what? We play school? I thought I said we didn't play school, but we're gonna talk about
1: Was that Cardell Jones? Yeah, it was Cardell. Oh, I thought that was James No,
0: Jameis Winston was the crab legs.
1: Oh he he's got yeah.
0: Yeah. He was the crab. He legs also had all over the world. Assault. Yeah. That's and what I'm thinking Jameis of. Winston had a lot more bigger problems. All over saying, the world. We're not here to play school. That it. was Cardell Jones, who I can't remember if he's on the Bills or the Chargers. I think he's on the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I think um, he left the Bills.
0: In their in their their backup stable behind Phillip Rivers. But we're going to be talking about NFL Draft. We're going to also take a look at the Seahawks, another playoff team that we're going to look to see if they can be dark horses in the NFC. And then we're going to take a look at Joe Flacco. Will he be traded? Who can trade for him? We're going to look at those teams of who could trade for Joe Flacco after this NFL season, then we're going to close everything out, making our picks. But before we get into everything, make sure to help support us on Patreon.com backslash Most Podcast. That's where we cannot do what we do for you each and every week without the support of our patrons. You can also support us by getting yourself an MVP t-shirt. Not this one. Not This is a Bob Ross one, not the MVP one, but it's kind mm-hmm. of the same. It's black. I mean, it's Bob just Ross has
1: an MVP tattoo Yeah, he does. He has it right across his chest. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's wearing a shirt. Uh, Yeah, so you can't see
0: it. So you can get yourself a T-shirt. That's down below in the description as well. You can also get it at mostfailablepodcast.com. And make sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It would be mucho appreciated. But, Mark, let's get into it. We're going to start NFL Draft. Justin Herbert announcing... This past weekend in a statement on Twitter that I will read the whole thing, it says the University of Oregon has been a special place for me for as long as I can remember. Words will never be able to express my feelings of gratitude towards the people that have built and maintain our program. What I have come to realize, though, is that nothing could pull me away from the opportunities that we have in front of us as we prepare for our bowl game I would like to ensure that there are no distractions outside of this game. My commitment to my teammates, our coaches, Duck fans, and the University of Oregon has never been stronger. I'll be returning to the University of Oregon for my senior year. Go Ducks. I want to ask you this. Mm Mm-hmm. How does this affect the draft? Because that was my first thought of what does this mean? Because the top quarterback of this year, top quarterback in most of our minds. I know that Brandon had um, Dwayne Haskins at number 1 on our last big board. I had Justin Herbert as the number 1 quarterback Mm -hmm. on my big board. What do you think this does to the NFL draft? Justin Herbert going back to school next year will not be entering the NFL draft.
1: The first thing I need to say, uh, I'm always a fan of players going back and finishing their education. Uh, I'm always a fan of that. Yeah, I'm always a fan of you finishing your education because that's something that you can attain. That's something you can have and you can take with you. Mm -hmm. The exception... Uh, and it's not really an exception. I I want to put that out there because many times I've said that players should finish their school. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer for those who want to talk about these players uh, unionizing and stuff like that and getting health care and things like that. I think if that's something they should get or get paid, then you should be required to finish your education. You should mm-hmm. finish it. Um, I'm a big fan of getting your college education. With that being said, when you're the number one – a uh, rated quarterback coming out of this draft. Mm-hmm. When you're probably going to go in the top 10 and make millions of dollars, you go. It's that simple to me. You go. Um I don't understand. I mean, and I don't know what his major is. Maybe he really really loves that mm-hmm. subject and he figures he can't possibly go back like a literary Fitzgerald or something like that. easily be a
0: top 10 pick. He was yeah. top
1: 7 last time we did our mock. Exactly. Like he's going to go if it if the draft was right now, he's going to go at eight or nine to mm-hmm. the Giants or Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars. Unless the team yeah. trades up. Yeah. unless uh, One really, of those two teams. Really digging into that Jaguars. Right. As soon as I said it, I'm like, oh, that's right. They hate that. Yeah. Jaguars. Um, unless Jacksonville decides to mm-hmm. trade you know, and skip the Giants. Yeah. Or Denver at 12 says, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. We want one of these guys. Yeah. Because this is a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else out there who's really going to be uh, taken, Maybe Dwayne Haskins, but well, that's debatable. Well, that's another—and this topic,
0: I knew, mm-hmm. is just going to be—it's going to be a lot of—like, there's a lot of places we can go. It's kind of like yeah. Super Smash in your um kind of character tree of like, ooh, I can go here, I can go there, I can mm-hmm. upgrade this, upgrade that. This is this conversation. Dwayne Haskins is an interesting one to me because how does this affect the draft— Dwayne Haskins still hasn't made a decision. Yeah. He should be more
1: likely to go now, you would think.
0: And that's what I would think. But let me i got to look at my text messages. But maybe they
1: just really want to crowd next year's quarterback class. And
0: and that's a thing. Like, I know that if—so Justin Herbert, as of right now, Tua will be next year unless Tua decides to stay.
1: Which he could because he'll be, what, redshirt junior next year? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, I believe so. Or no, he'll be a redshirt sophomore. yeah. Richard sophomore. I, I thought he was
1: a redshirt sophomore this year. No,
0: you're right. No, he's a true sophomore this year. Oh, okay. He was a freshman last year when they won the that, national yeah, 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 yeah. title game. That works. So he'll be a junior. He'll be able mm-hmm. to come out. Um, Mortensen, I can't find the tweet that um, Brandon sent me, but it was Mortensen who said this. He goes, Dwayne Haskins from the college advisory board got a first-round evaluation or a first-round projection from yeah. them. Um, and that Dwayne Haskins is going to talk to coaches at the OSU. Um, he's also going to talk to his family. Mm-hmm. Still intends to and play he's gonna in the lose, Rose Bowl game.
1: He's losing his coach. He's yeah, losing Urban, Urban Meyer. Urban
0: Meyer will not be there. Well, Rose Bowl is Urban like Meyer's like final game. The coach that they brought in was his coach for the first three games. So, like, yeah. it's not that big of a loss. But, yeah, he loses Urban Meyer. But
1: Urban Meyer is a top-tier college coach. I, to me, this is a thing of,
0: like, yeah, we could talk about the teams it affects. I think it's easy. Like, the Giants and Jacksonville – more so right now, Jacksonville, because they're mm-hmm. behind the Giants. Do we trade up to get Haskins? Do we sit back and just let the Giants have like yeah. it's gonna depend now, on a lot now of to scout him.
1: Now you're sitting there too saying, Well, we liked Herbert. Mm-hmm. We like Haskins maybe, but just or maybe not as much. They're gonna look into If they
0: haven't looked at mm-hmm. Haskins, they're going to. And then the other thing is if you're Haskins. Do you stay or do you go? Because yeah. now it becomes like the thing we put on Justin Herbert of, like you said, finishing school is great. Like, I'm with you. I'd rather have him finish school than not finish school. Mm-hmm. But these of, are millions of dollars to pass up. I do understand that, too. Yeah. And that's why if I've never hated when someone has been like, I'm going to leave school and go and take my money. Because that is money that I will never see yep. within my lifetime. But with Dwayne Haskins, now does he come out? and would easily
1: be a top 10 pick or does he stay and crowd mm-hmm. next year's draft class even more exactly and, and the thing too is you know for for herbert he's taking a gamble on this of the mm-hmm. does he think he is Matt Barkley Jake Locker and or does he think he's Andrew Luck because obviously he thinks he's Andrew Luck, where he mm-hmm. in my senior year, I'm going to do even better, and I'm going to keep my draft stock. Now, Andrew Luck would have been a first round, first overall pick if he came out his yeah, junior no, he year was, or his senior year. He
0: was the chosen boy yeah. ever, like the golden boy ever since but, it was.
1: you know, Barkley, and Barkley would have came out the same time as Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that what it is? And then that's why he, it was the same year Andrew Luck came out of the draft,
0: I, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, so many quarterback classes, it's hard to keep them all in line at this point. I got you. I'll check while you keep but talking. But with Barkley, he was going to be the number 1 overall pick potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, he was going to be right up there and then goes to senior year and right. falls round You're after right. round after round.
0: Matt Barkley would have been... 2012, mm-hmm. stayed and went 2013. Yeah. So he would have been the RG3 Andrew Luck draft class.
1: Exactly. And, and that would have been tough. He's not going to beat Andrew but, Luck, but the, he could have been that third quarterback take. But the difference
0: in that is to me, like, if you're going to stay, mm-hmm. because like Matt Barkley might have said, hey, I'm not competing with Andrew Luck yeah. for the number one. And I've got, maybe there were scouts telling him, advisory board saying like, hey, You could be number one, good, like, but Andrew Luck is going to go number one. He might have said, "Hey, I'm going to stay, so -hmm. I'll be number one next year and get some more money." And for for
1: Barkley too, he got hurt, Mm
0: -hmm. and that so ruined everything. I mean, so has you've got Herbert as he's Mm -hmm. had a collarbone in the past. He's gotten um, a deep shoulder contusion this year um, that he was dealing with. It's just um, a
1: risky move, and, you know?
0: And that's why, to me, I said this before on the Primetime Podcast. I'm going to say this again on the Primetime Podcast in about two weeks when Brandon and I take more of a look of, was it the is it the right decision yeah. for Herbert? And I look at it, and I did this as a blind resume for Brandon. I won't do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jake Locker, his stance, his junior into senior year, was junior year, he was a 2,800 yard passer, dropped to 2,267. He was averaging about 7.1 per attempt, dropped to 6.8. 21 and 11 TD to INT, 17 to 9. And his completion percentage went down 3%. And you look at Herbert right now, he's got more passing yards, about 100 more than Locker had his junior season. He's averaging more yards per attempt and he's around that a little bit higher of a completion percentage, yeah. where Locker, like the stats are so similar. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I kind of, and I said this to Brandon, I kind of almost think like I've read this book before and I know how it ends. Yeah. I know how this book ends. You think I'm going to come back, improve my draft stock, and then you don't. Like you mm-hmm. get drafted by the Titans and then you never pan out.
1: Yeah, and this is one of those times too where this really was the perfect year for whoever this number one quarterback mm-hmm. is, because there are three teams. Because
0: he, mm-hmm. I will make this clear: he is not going to be the number one quarterback. It is Tua Viola, and it is him at the top mm-hmm. and him alone. Although I, I will say, I'll I'm, go out and say, it. I'm
1: happy about it because I always say I don't trust Alabama quarterbacks in the <laughs> NFL. So I'm happy now. Mm-hmm. I've got an alternative. Uh, but there are three quarterback needy teams in the in the top fifteen. Mm-hmm. You could maybe argue that. Tampa Bay or Miami, which are also in the top 15, maybe you could make an argument that one of them is a quarterback needy team mm-hmm. Well, as well. But I'm not counting them. I'm saying the Giants, the Jaguars, uh, and then the, uh, the Denver Broncos. And I'm sorry to you, Jaguar fans. I, you've, you've gotten it in my head, and now every time I think about your name, I have to think of a different way to say it. <laughs> um, but those are the three teams. And how many free agent quarterbacks do we really have?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Denver Broncos kind of swung and whiffed on one of them with Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Joe Flacco, we'll talk about later today. Nick Foles, maybe? But we've seen it. Well, We've Carson read that book why, again. Like
0: Carson, you're talking about free agent. I'm right? talking about free agent quarterback.
1: Yeah. Nick Foles will be a mm-hmm. quarterback that you can get next year. But once again, we've seen we've, him with the yeah, wrong coach. We've, and read Jeff Fisher. Yeah. we've read that book. We've read that book. And we know how it ended not well. Here's another name I'm going to throw out
0: there of how this could affect. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. Like, yeah. there are—and I know that you and I have voiced our opinion on this. Because of, right now, the consensus is that he's going to baseball, I would not waste a first-round pick on him. And yep. I'm using the word waste because I know that there's a baseball, lot of NFL scouts that yeah. are like, he's a first-round grade. I Here's the thing I wonder. I wonder if a team like the Giants—and I say the Giants particularly— because Eli is not horrible. Like, mm-hmm. I know Giants fans want to throw Eli under the bus, want to get rid of him as soon as possible. The Giants are the only quarterback-needy team I could see doing this this year. Does a team like the Giants get ballsy enough to where they go, you know what? Screw it. We're taking him. We're taking Kyler Murray right here. We're going to hold his draft rights for the year and see if he'll come play for us mm-hmm. just in the third. Like, the chance that it doesn't pan out with baseball and he goes, I'm going to go play
1: football. I can't imagine anyone will do that in the first round. Unless you have, like, four first-round picks, you're not mm-hmm. going to waste a first-round pick. So the Raiders? The
0: Raiders will take them
1: 32nd overall with the Bears I pick. said four, not three, so <laughs> I don't know if the Raiders will do it either. Uh, you know, I just don't think that you can take that big mm-hmm. of a risk at this uh, this high up. But basically what's happening now is... These teams towards the top, they don't have the ability to trade down. The teams that are, you know, post the top five mm-hmm. are sitting there going, Great, now none of these quarterbacks are gonna be taken. Mm-hmm. So now everybody, you know, those well, ten guys that we had, I'll say now this. they're probably gonna be gone.
0: The trade the trade piece mm-hmm. doesn't the trade piece thing doesn't completely die yet if Dwayne Haskins comes out like after mm-hmm. the Ro- cuz here's what I'm thinking with Dwayne Haskins I'm thinking he's going to make his decision after the rose bowl and I mean, probably what I'm, what I'm leaning towards is I kind of agree with Brandon that he's going to stay also but who knows this decision this by him might say hey you know what I got to retalk it hey I got to go get like I got to go because I'm going to be the best quarterback in this draft class the first one off the board where I won't be next year So, like, this could change his thought process. But before this decision, I was kind of on board with Brandon, which what will probably happen with Dwayne Haskins is he'll play the Rose Bowl. After the Rose Bowl, he'll make an announcement, hey, I'm staying at the Ohio State University. Let's go ahead and win the playoff next year. Mm -hmm. Like, that is what I'm expecting. And even though I said the Herbert decision could change it, I still feel like he might stay because he's playing the ball game. You don't play a bowl game if your mind's in the NFL draft. Like, look at all the other ones. All the other draft picks that have mm-hmm. already decided they ain't playing that meaningless game. Yep. They're not playing the meaningless game that could get them injured. And once he says, no, I'm coming back, then the trade stuff is all dead. Mm-hmm. And But if he says he's coming out, then it just depends on which team gets that trade to work. And the thing that I'm bringing this in because Brandon asked me, um, Greeny from ESPN commented on the Herbert decision and said it hurt the Jets. And Brandon's like, I don't get this. Like, how does it hurt the Jets? You brought up the trade thing. This is how it hurts the Jets. Mm -hmm. The Niners are in front of them. John Lynch has proven he knows how to make deals. He knows how to make deals with teams to make it sure they get who they want and we get what we want, which is future picks, either in this year's draft or next year's draft.
1: Potentially, yeah. And and it's just one of these times now where I don't think anyone can trade back mm-hmm. at this point because people aren't going to be seeing that top prospect that they're like, yeah, I need to have that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, because people are saying that of the prospects here, Bosa is probably the only one that's like that. I need to have Bosa, mm-hmm. and. Arizona's not going to pass on that. No. So there you go. It's done. What else are you trading up for? And well, no, I'm saying like if Haskins comes out, like they could. Well, no, play. That I'm, I'm comparing it to like the, I think it was 2015, mm-hmm. one where teams were calling, teams were saying, hey, someone, please, we want to trade back, and everybody was saying, no, we're good where we're at. Yeah, that was nobody James- was interested in that. Well,
0: that was the Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota draft. Mm-hmm
1: where no one's interested in trading back at mm-hmm. all, um, or trading up, I should say. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the exact same. Well, this is a deep draft for a lot of defensive talent. There's a lot of stuff out there. You don't have the quarterbacks. There's no reason for anyone to have any desire to trade up.
0: Well, and, like, I look at it. I look at this perfectly. Like, Arizona at number one, mm-hmm. they could hit all three of their needs with that first-round pick. You take Bosa, get a defensive player. Yep, Greedy Williams, get that cornerback you need. Or take an offensive lineman. Like, they could get any of those at number one. one. It's probably going to be Nick Bosa, though. Then, like, San Francisco, I don't feel like if they're trading back, it's to try to—a team that needs a quarterback trading up. The thing question with them is, is 8 or 9, because that's where we're recording this right now, the Jaguars and Mm -hmm. the—or the Jaguars and the Giants are 8 and 9, Are they going to want to go that far back or just take what they want? The Jets could take what they like. There are all the teams in the top seven could justifiably take either offensive tackle or defense and be happy with that pick Mm -hmm. and not have to trade back. The thing that I'm thinking about, and this is the caveat, too, is if Haskins returns as well. Herbert is already returning if Haskins returns. I'll ask you this. Mm -hmm. Will this be the first draft class that I can remember in my life where no quarterback goes in the first
1: round? Yeah, and in recent drafts— I can't
0: remember in my lifetime
1: where that mm -hmm. has happened. I'm sure it's happened once in in our lifetimes because we're we're old enough to where we go back before Mm -hmm. the uh, quarterback-driven leagues a little bit, but still pretty much everything's been quarterback-driven for the vast majority of our Mm -hmm. lives, too— um, but we almost had it with the E.J. Manuel draft uh, because Geno Smith, nobody was interested in mm-hmm. him. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that if Haskins goes... Well, the E.J. Manuel draft, we even had E.J. Manuel at 16. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, E.J. Manuel was the only one gone, and we okay, thought that yeah, maybe we Gino could squeeze.
0: fell all the way out. Yeah.
1: Um, if Haskins and, and Herbert aren't going, I think it's very real that you might not, but I do think that still... The way this league is built, someone's going to want to jump on a quarterback. Somebody gets desperate. But they might all just say, hey, now this is a really big bidding war for Joe Flacco. Now, everybody really, really Mm -hmm. wants to get Joe Flacco because you know you're not going to get something in the draft or a tie rod or something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, You're going to see some teams maybe get desperate. Or what's going to happen is... Now, since another year is going to go for next year, none of these guys really get their quarterback situation figured out. Maybe someone does with Joe Flacco. Uh, But then all of a sudden, now Tampa Bay really does need a quarterback because now it's one more year of Jameis, and are they ready to move on or not? Uh, Titans with Mariota. If they're high enough, they might want an upgrade. Uh, You got the um, Big Ben. If Kyle Rudolph is not not Kyle Rudolph. um, (laughs) I forgot their quarterback's name that they drafted last year. Um, Which team? In is? the third round, the Steelers. Uh, you're talking about Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. There it is. Maybe they don't feel like they've seen enough out of him and Big Ben does, in fact, retire. You know, there's just that one extra year. The Saints, if they win a Super Bowl, maybe Big uh, maybe not, Sure, Big Drew Brees, maybe he uh, retires then in that case. But, you know, it's just one more year. So maybe next year's going to get really, really crowded with a lot of teams really desperate for quarterbacks. Found
0: it. Okay. So, it has happened in our lifetime. Figured it would. Um, I was six, you were five. Nice. Like, the closest we've gotten to it, Mm -hmm. 1997. You want to hear this draft class, first rounders? Orlando Pace to the Rams. Daryl Russell to the Raiders. Sean Spring to the Seahawks. um, Peter Boulware to the Ravens. Walter Jones was in that first round. Warwick Dunn, Tony Gonzalez. The first quarterback and the only first rounder, Jim Druckenmiller. Oh. Don't you remember who he is. He apparently played for the 49ers. The only time, the last time we hadn't had a quarterback, 1996. Cool. The top three, four picks in that draft class, the first one you may know, a little guy called Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, nice. Um, the second Very guy, nice. a little guy called Kevin Hardy um, out of Illinois. Um, another one you should know, uh, defensive end Simeon Rice. And then a Very little good. offensive tackle, Jonathan Ogden. Um, Who's another one? Marvin Harrison was in that first mm-hmm. round. Terry Glenn, Willie. So some Anderson, good players. Eddie George. That was Ray Lewis. Was at the mm-hmm. end of that one. The first quarterback taken in that draft class was Tony Banks ah. to the St. Louis Rams. Good
1: old Tony Banks. That was
0: the first quarterback, and he was the only quarterback in the second round. Mm-hmm. The next one was the third round in Bobby Hoying nice. out of Ohio State. So we could have mm-hmm. this in 2018.
1: I doubt we will. Someone's going to be desperate enough to jump. Uh, and, and it's not like if you get Will Greer or Drew Locke or one of these well, guys, and, you're going to be that upset about well, and it. Here's but. the
0: thing about it. Take Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Will Greer. Because I agree with you. I don't think mm-hmm. there's going to be a clean no quarterback. What I think is going to happen is the team's going to fall in love with one of them. Either Jones, Locke, Greer, and do what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson do what the Vikings did with Teddy Bridgewater whoever is at 32 they're going to say let's put together a package to move up and get that 50-year option it's possible let's move up let's take them in the first round so we get that 50-year option and then we have them kind of like what the Ravens like I said did with Lamar Jackson like that is to me that is the only way a quarterback goes in the first round barring Dwayne Haskins if Dwayne Haskins comes out this conversation at the end is moot because, obviously, we're going to have a first-round quarterback if Dwayne Haskins comes out.
1: Yeah. And and I I look at it, and I just think that this year is going to probably be a hotter free agent market for not mm-hmm. a lot of talent. Um, some teams are going to be upset, and some teams are just going to be in a holding pattern well, until next year.
0: Because you got the Redskins. Like, I mentioned this to Dave when we were out to dinner. you got the Redskins that need a quarterback. Yep. Alex Smith broke his leg, had an infection. Colt McCoy broke his leg. So it's like I don't expect any of those two guys to be ready week one.
1: I expect Alex Smith is done.
0: She's Ex- gone. Like And Colt either, McCoy
1: is not an answer. Exactly. Like they need a quarterback yeah. now. Like, and that's to me is like. And they're sitting at 16 right now. Where they weren't going to get one anyway. Yeah, they weren't going to get somebody. So if, for them, they might be sitting there going, hey, look at us. Someone yeah. might fall. <laughs> uh, because, you know, why not?
0: Or they might be a team of like, hey, let's trade back, let's get Will Greer. Let's yeah. trade back second round, let's get some picks and accumulate. But there are other needs that the Redskins could take at 16. Definitely. Any final thoughts with us? Anything you think we hadn't touched of how this Justin Herbert decision affects the NFL draft?
1: Um, for, for the draft, not necessarily. I think we covered pretty much most of it. The only thing I will say extra is – that we might get another one of those fun Jake Locker type of situation, mm-hmm. Christian Ponder type of situations, mm-hmm. where team drafts a quarterback, all right, two years later, team drafts a quarterback.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I This year for quarterbacks is going to be interesting to see how this class pans out, especially when now all the eyes go to Dwayne Haskins. It's kind of like, hey, what are you going to do? Yep. Are you going to stay or are you going to go? But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in the comment section. How do you feel— the Justin Herbert decision affects the NFL draft. Let us know what you guys think down below. But let's move on, Mark, into the next thing we're talking about, and that's going to be some NFL playoffs. Kind of looking at our, we've done this before. The Bears, are they Super Bowl favorites? Bear fans said yes. Everyone else said no. Um, then we looked at the Texans, and mm-hmm. Texan fans thought that they are for real, which they are. Not saying that they're not. Um, and we're taking another look at, at a team where I'm going to expect the answer to this question for Seattle Seahawks fans will be, yes, they are. But we're going to take a kind of non-Seattle fan take into this, and we've got the Seahawks. And the question I want to ask you is they've pretty much got the fifth seed locked up. They could lose this game to the Cardinals Week 17. doesn't matter. They own the tiebreaker over the Vikings. They're going to get the fifth seed overall seed the question though i have for you is with the seahawks will they not could they not are they will they be the dark horses of the nfc in the playoffs
1: i can see the seattle seahawks being a team that upsets somebody but i don't see them being a team that makes a run Mm -hmm. you know like if they uh right now well, right now they play what the Cowboys yep Cowboys.
0: So. and then if they won that game, they would play it would depend on yeah. so if the Bears win, then they'd play the Ram or they'd play the Saints if the Vikings or Eagles would beat the Bears, they'd
1: play the Rams mm-hmm. And to me, I see this team and I'm like, man, they got a lot of pieces, you know, the defense has performed better. Russell Wilson's like, hey. I'm going to drag anybody who doesn't want to be here. I'm going to drag you to to success. But I look at the team, too, and I say, well, who did they lose against? The Broncos. That's nothing too impressive. Uh, Putting an asterisk next to that Vikings game
0: because of the refs.
1: The Bears. They lost to the Rams. They lost to the Chargers. They lost to the Rams again and then 49ers. So taking Mm -hmm. the 49ers and the Broncos out of it, I look at it and I say, well, when they played good teams, they lost. But they were close. They were close, but they still lost. Mm-hmm. Then I say, well, let's look at, are there any teams they beat that I would consider a good team? The Chiefs? The Vikings. And the Chiefs. Well, and Maybe the, the Panthers. The Viking game,
0: though, I'm putting that off to the side because I know to a Seattle fan, this is going to sound like sour grape. So let mm. me have my sour grape moment. All right.
1: Only, remember, it was a two-possession game.
0: The only, Yeah, the only reason they won that game, though— was because of the refs. First off, that blocked field goal should have never been a blocked field goal, should have been a penalty on the Seahawks, put us into the red zone even more. New fresh set of downs, could have scored a touchdown off of it, would have changed that the a game, one forever. game. We could have taken the lead at that point. And then also, the bullshit pass interference that they called before the game got out of hand, no one even had touched him, just a hand out there while he was looking at the ball. Two bullshit calls cost the Vikings that game. That's why I say put an asterisk next to that one because I believe in my heart mm-hmm. of hearts, even though I'm a Vikings fan. Yes, you That should have gone the other way, mainly because of that illegal call mm-hmm. that was not called. It was an illegal play. They even said after the game, like Brandon even texted me and was like, oh, do you feel better that the ref said they got it wrong? No, because they didn't change it.
1: All right. Like, then it makes you feel worse. Like, like I told
0: Dave, if you got it mm-hmm. wrong, just say you got it right. Don't tell me you got it wrong, because that's going to make me feel worse, unless you're actually going to retroactively yep. change it but and you give can't me do. the W. So there, my sour grape rant is over, and why that one should have been a loss and not a win.
1: But either way, I'm going to stick to it to say that the Seahawks have beat, like, three good teams. So you're saying they haven't beat enough good teams. To convince me that, yes, mm-hmm. this is a team that is ready to, do, to make some real noise.
0: See, I'm... I'm on the other—like, the only way I'm on the other side is I look at every single loss Mm -hmm. this year, except for maybe—no, you know, every single loss. Denver, three-point loss. The Chicago loss, a touchdown game. Um, The Rams game, two points. The Charger game, eight points. The Ram game again, you've got five points. And then the San Francisco game, you've got, what, that was a a field goal game that they lost in overtime? Every single game has been close enough to where Mm -hmm. I feel like this Seattle team is going to be that team that basically, hey, we're going to stick with you the entire way. Like, they're not going to do, they're not going to be that flashy team that blows out a team in the playoffs, but if they get the right matchup or the other team just doesn't blow the doors off, like the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes didn't have a bad game, threw three touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over, running backs had a good mm-hmm. game as well.
1: But this is classic Andy Reid. Andy like, Reid slows down once it hits December.
0: Exactly. And But mm-hmm. you had Russell Wilson on the other side where that offense was just keeping up with the Chiefs and kind of controlled yeah. that game. Where Russ had about three touchdowns. You had Chris Carson with an 100-yard game. Baldwin had 100 mm-hmm. yards on the day. Well, Lockett was nearly one yard away from a 100-yard day as well. And with the Seahawks, I wonder— the way I see them as dark horses is they need the Bears to lose in the wild card round. Because if the Bears lose in the wild card round, whether it's to the Vikings, whether it's to the Eagles, whoever they might play in that game, I think the Seahawks can beat the Cowboys in the wild card round. And I think that they can beat the Rams in the divisional round. And then when you get to the NFC Championship game, anything is possible. Like, do mm-hmm. I see them right now? If I, if you said, Ricky, put your money on the Saints or the Seahawks to get to the Super Bowl, I'm not going to be stupid. I'm putting my money on the Saints. Yep. Like, home field, or home field, they're a team that Drew Brees looks like he's got that team laser-focused right now yep. on getting to the Super Bowl. I know that the Steelers almost beat him. Juju's fumble- Really costed that for them, but I don't see the Seahawks being a team to beat the Saints. But if let's say the Saints get upset in the divisional round, then I can see the Seahawks representing the NFC from the or representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Because any other team besides the Saints, I can see them beating the Cowboys. I can see them beating the Rams. Let's say they do. They've lost to
1: the Rams twice this year,
0: but. They're close enough games to where I Mm -hmm. feel like the third time. Plus, it was so early in the year, that was a different Rams team. Todd Gurley was healthier. Todd Gurley is barely being used anymore. Mm -hmm. Jared Goff was a different Jared Goff. Like, that was, here, let me look at the schedule.
1: One's like, I think, week four and the other one's maybe eight.
0: Yeah, um, but I got to look at the Rams schedule really quick because that was, if I'm not mistaken, like, yeah, the first time they met, was right after Jared Goff had that, like, ridiculous five-touchdown game Mm -hmm. against the Vikings, and then the second one was right before they had that really big shootout against the Chiefs. Like, ever since then, the Rams have been kind of, what, a 2-2 and team? Didn't look good against the Eagles, didn't look good against the Bears. The Seahawks, I think, if they played the Rams a third time, could get the better end of the Rams, the Rams that we have seen within the last few weeks.
1: I just look at it this way, and I'm, I look at the teams they face. The Saints are still my number 1 team. They've mm-hmm. lost to the Rams twice. I know you already made your points, but they, mm-hmm. they still have lost to the Rams twice. Uh, they have already lost to the Chicago Bears, uh, a Chicago Bears team that was only in Week 2, so mm-hmm. they've gotten better, uh, as the Seahawks have gotten better as well.
0: And the Seahawks, let's be honest, mm-hmm. should have won that game, I think. Like from what I remember, with how that game was going,
1: the the like, Bears basically dominated the whole time, and the Seahawks started to come back, but okay. couldn't. Um, and uh, and that's coming from Bears fans, mm-hmm. so Seahawks fans can get mad at me for saying that the Bears dominated the game. Uh, but mm. they'll beat the Cowboys, and they've already beat the Vikings, so they can get out of the wild card round because they're going to play the mm-hmm. Cowboys. I just don't really think they're going to go much further than that.
0: What I was looking at, and I looked it up right now, is mm. so with about 10-13 to go in the game, the Seahawks were up seventeen to ten, mm. and it's like, okay, you're up by seven. As long, I'm thinking at that point, as long as you don't turn over the ball, the Bears could be zero and two to start this year. Boom, Prince of Nakamura, fifty yard, forty nine yard touchdown, that, changes the game. That completely. defense
1: is dominant.
0: Yeah, and that it. One interception changed the game and gave the thing to the Bears. But it was a game where it's like, hey, if the Seahawks do their job, could win. Yes, the Bears' defense made a play, and it wasn't like, uh, oh. It's the way they, it goes? It wasn't like a Minnesota Viking game. I'll say that. The Bears actually won that game. But, I mean, this Seahawk team, like I could see them, like I said earlier, they're not going to be a team that dominates a team in the playoffs. They're mm-hmm. not going to win, like, 38-17. to 17. They're going to be a team that goes, we're going to stick around. We're going to make this a slugfest. We're going to make you use every bit of energy that you have to beat us. And I feel like this game that we just saw with the Chiefs, I, I don't know, like, because you could say either two sides. You can say that we saw a lot from the Seahawks. Mm-hmm of what we're going to see from them moving forward, or you can say what you said when I brought it up the first time of like, well, we know this is Andy Reid. Andy Reid usually slows down yep. when we get to December. So with that one, I don't know. Could be a little bit of column A, column B. Yep. But it could also it is. be. It's definitely a
1: column A, column B situation. Hey, the
0: Seahawks are looking really good right mm-hmm. now and carrying and some are. momentum
1: into the The Seahawks playoffs.
0: are looking good. I mean, there's a reason why. A lot better they... than both. You and I didn't have them in the playoffs, I don't think. In our predictions. I know I, I don't do. remember.
1: I don't remember how I had the Seahawks turn look out. It up. Uh, but, you know, the thing with the Seahawks that is most impressive mm-hmm. is they don't turn the ball over, but they'll make you do it. Yeah. And, and that's a really good thing. The unfortunate part is are you going to face teams that are going to turn the ball over? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's a way where they could get a shot at the Chicago Bears because Mitch is still young and he still makes some dumb mistakes. Goff is still young. Goff mm-hmm. has made dumb mistakes. Kirk Cousins doesn't make a ton of dumb mistakes. You know, uh, with um, Dak Prescott, can make some mistakes. he'll make some mistakes. So you've got some guys in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're going to Kirk Cousins and Drew Brees, the two more veteran quarterbacks looking at the uh, playoff picture right now, less likely to do it. Mm-hmm. That's still the reason why I'm saying they can make splashes early. It's just when they get to a point, I think they'll hit a wall.
0: Let's see. I'm looking right here. You, is this you or me? You had the Seahawks at Third in the division in the preseason. You there we had go. Rams at 10 and 6. For you said
1: third, and I'm like, hey, look no, at me. I got you up had the playoffs. Rams
0: at 10 and 6. Uh-huh. Niners at 9 and 7. asterisks. that was with Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct. Um, Seahawks at 9 and 7. So, so if they lose this week, you're spot on. 9 and 7 yeah. for the Seahawks.
1: It's just that the 49ers needed to
0: not do 49ers things. Yeah. Well, they Jimmy Garoppolo got injured. I yeah. mean, that's the whole thing. Whereas I had them. Um, yeah, I had the Rams at eleven and five. Mm-hmm. The Niners, I was high on. I had yep. them at ten and six, just missing the playoffs because I had flipped that late and had the Saints get in over them um, last second before we recorded. And then I had the Seahawks at seven and nine, which obviously they're going to. Good thing you had
1: the Saints getting the playoffs. Than
0: seven and nine. Yeah, I believe I had the Saints. I remember you. I remember
1: you wanting to not have the Saints in the playoffs yeah,
0: originally. I had them at ten and six, not making the playoffs. Yeah. But to be honest. Both you and I, we had the Falcons doing a lot better this year. Definitely, and the Falcons have kind of pooped the bed a little bit yep. this year, and I'll probably be and a then, top ten pick. And then from that, then I, I mm-hmm. do
1: remember too. This I don't think this was the revised one where I revised mm-hmm. the Bears into post Khalil Mack trade. Yeah,
0: well, you did that the on a podcast beforehand. Yeah. I let you do. We didn't like officially do like when no. Tony we did a little Romo, segment on
1: it. Did we? Yep. We did a segment on it where I said the Bears are now in the playoffs and it knocked out the Packers.
0: Yeah, I thought that was at the beginning of a Bears segment that we did. I thought that was at the beginning of the Khalil Mack trade
1: segment we did. It probably was, but I'm still counting it. <laughs>
0: because, like, mm-hmm. I know with the Tony Romo and Teddy Bridgewater injuries last year, we, we did, did a, whole a full revise. revise. Yeah, this wasn't a full revise. Yeah. This was
1: me just, and the Bears are in, the Packers And then out. we
0: talked about the Khalil Mack. Yeah. Because then we went right into that game, and we talked about yeah. it. was either It was be- beautiful. Yeah, it was before that game, because I know we did a segment about them. Mm-hmm. After that game, I just, for me, with the Seahawks, I just I think they could be a team that don't be surprised if they steal a game or two, especially that wild card
1: game. I think Well, that's could, not a steal. They should be favorited for the wild
0: card. Game. They what even if it's on the road is what I'm saying. Like usually they still the home team, <laughs> yeah. you give a little bit of favoritism mm-hmm. too, but like the Cowboys to me are not a strong team. Seahawks can come in and get that win, and I'm telling you, if either the Eagles or the Vikings get the better end of the Bears in the wild card game, I could see Seattle going into the Rams. I don't care if they've already lost twice to them. I could see them going into LA and beating this Rams team because of what I've seen from the Rams down the stretch. The problem I have with the Seahawks is they're playing hot, but they're not the hottest team that I've seen. Like, yeah, they, they were four and five and have gone, what would that be? One, two, three, four, five and one. Mm-hmm. Since that point, since their last game to the Rams, they've gone 5-1, and one, could be 6-1 and one, um, after a win. But I think the only thing in my mind that lessens that is because to me the hottest team, the hottest run right now going into the playoffs is the Indianapolis Colts. A team that I wanted to talk about again this week, but... I didn't want to have that conversation and then have them lose to the Titans and then be out of the playoffs. For sure. But, like, yeah. that's the only reason why I feel like with the Seahawks, I'm not like, su- mm-hmm. like, I'm high, but I'm not super high because I see a team in the AFC that's on a way hotter run than the Seahawks, although their run right now is warmer, is hotter than the Rams, who are playing in the same division as them.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, you, you look at these teams, too, and, they only play who they play, mm-hmm. so I, I can't knock the Seahawks on beating teams that are easy so it's to beat. Cuz very
0: central, or UCF, sorry, they don't like when you call them Central Florida, UCFism right. of like, you can't judge us for who we play, man. We yep. only play who we play. Exactly, but
1: <laughs> the thing that stands out to me, though, is I look at those Rams losses, I look mm-hmm. at losing to the Bears, I look at losing to the Chargers and say, well, those are the caliber of teams you're going to play
0: and they've already beat Dallas but that one was in that one was in Seattle.
1: I think we both agree that Dallas is uh the weakest barely a playoff yeah. team. No,
0: barely a playoff team. Like um, I would take the Eagles over them. Yeah, I mean yeah. Really the whole NFC. East I mean the this Eagles are is, they are not the NFC beast this year. They are the NFC least this year. Yeah,
1: I remember you getting <laughs> to call them the NFC least all the time. That yeah. was fun. And now
0: they're the then they were the beast. Now they're back to the least. Yeah,
1: and I just look at it and I'm like, there's gonna be some really good teams and sure they mm-hmm. can upset somebody. Uh but I don't necessarily know if it lasts that long. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they have the total team. And you can say like, yeah, but they beat the Rams when they were a better team. Mm-hmm. Sure. But there are I would say right now, if we were doing a power ranking, mm-hmm. it, just the NFC. Just the NFC. It the would Saints go Saints, Saints one. Bears, then Rams. Because yeah. the Rams are getting depleted by injury. Hell, and the Bears have some would, issues of injury, too. If
0: we're only doing top three, I would say Saints, Bears, Seahawks. That's fair. That's I fair. would say the Seahawks have a better chance mm-hmm. at getting out of the NFC than the Rams do at this point. Yeah. I'd say that's fair. And there's a little bit of me that might flip the Bears and Seahawks, but Mm -hmm. that Bear defense. If I'm a Seahawk fan, though, here's what I'm rooting for, and this will be the last thing I say. Here's what I'm rooting for if I'm a Seattle fan. The Vikings need to win twice. They need to win in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. They need to win in Chicago because then as Seattle, I get the Cowboys, I get the Rams, And then, hey, if Minnesota wins again, cool, we get Minnesota and Seattle, we get a home game, but if not, I will then take my chances. That's your dream scenario. Yeah, I will then Mm -hmm. take my chances against, against the Saints in the NFC title game rather than in the divisional game.
1: Yeah. I don't think anybody wants to play the Saints because the Saints are saying we should have been here last year. And
0: not just that. Mm -hmm. I rather. And the reason why I say NFC championship game rather than divisional game, because I know someone's going to be out there and say, what does it matter? The Saints are the Saints. I rather have Drew Brees. And the reason why I want the Vikings to win, too, Mm -hmm. is think of it this way. Vikings come into town that divisional round. It's not It's not just the fact that I don't want to play Drew Brees off of a bye. Because if I get him in the divisional round, I've got a rested Saints team mm-hmm. where we had to beat up on Dallas. Whereas in the NFC Championship game, they've played a game and haven't had a full week off to rest at that point. Also, if they play Minnesota, which they would have to because Minnesota would come in as the sixth seed— the emo- If that game is even close against the Saints and the Vikings, you're telling me that a couple of those Saints players might not be a little bit emotionally drained? Now, I'm not saying like completely depleted, but a lot of emotion is going to go into that game because of what happened last year. And mm-hmm. how many times have we seen in the past, team plays other team that they lost to last year, really puts a lot into it, and beats that team... It means a little extra more. They
1: treat it like a Super Bowl. It means a little more.
0: They treat it like a Super Bowl and Mm -hmm. then lose the next game. Like, how many times have we seen that? Where it's like, yes, we got over it. We beat them. Oh, shoot, there's two other games, and then they lose. We've seen that before. Mm -hmm. Not saying that that would be the Saints, but I would like to see that rather than, all right, we just beat Dallas, and now we got to play a well-rested Saints team that is just laser focus on us coming into this week.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't be uh, that would not be your ideal situation. Mm-hmm. That's for sure.
0: Like you said, the ideal one is that the Vikings just win three games. Yeah, they beat the Bears this week, beat the Bears next week, beat the um, Saints in New Orleans, and then Seattle would get a home game against uh, the Minnesota Vikings in a rematch of that one. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below about the Seattle Seahawks, or if you're not a fan of them, the Sea Chickens, as I've always called them in the past. Sometimes depends on the segment that we're doing. But let us know, are they a dark horse? Will they be a dark horse in the NFC? Let us know in that comment section. And, Mark, before we go and make our picks, the last thing that we are going to talk about is a little bit of trade rumors here. Yep. And this one's been kind of boiling and kind of lingering on some lukewarm. Like, it's basically, oh, how, how do I want it? What did Dave bring up on uh, the fast break? It was some uh, cooking thing where – the whole tagline of it of it was set it and forget it um, from mm-hmm. when we were a child. But that's basically what it's been. Oh, here's the trade rumors. Just set it, forget it. It's been sitting there kind of on a low simmer um, to see if it happens. Joe Flacco, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson has come in, has played well, um, is going to lead them to the playoffs with a win this week over the Browns if they can do that. The whole Lamar Baker showdown that I know our patron Dallas wants to see because He messaged us and said that I just want to say that when he was on the onside kick, he said that Lamar should have been drafted above Baker. Mm -hmm. And he was just, he's like, just saying. And I was like, cool, you're right. You're right. You've
1: got it. Like, well, I wouldn't say he's right. Yeah, he's got his chance to see. Lamar, like, this is the
0: game. This Mm -hmm. is the one that'll be the measuring stick. But so far, even though they've got
1: entire careers and stuff like that. Exactly.
0: But for right now, this is the measuring stick for this season. Um, And I've liked Lamar, what he's been since he—like, the Ravens team looks completely different Mm -hmm. um, since he's come out. But the Ravens got a choice to make. What do they do with Joe Flacco? And I feel like we're leaning closer and closer to an eventual Joe Flacco trade in the offseason. What I want to talk about is what teams or which teams could trade for Joe Flacco. So I'm going to kick it off to you first, obviously. I'm not going to set it to myself here, so I'm going to throw it over to you, Mark. Yep. Give me the first team you want to talk about. Which teams should trade for Joe Flacco?
1: The first one I'm going to go for, I personally think, is the most obvious. And the reason I say it's the most obvious is because Joe Flacco, Eli Manning— Basically, very mm-hmm. similar types of quarterbacks. So uh, I'm going to go
0: over different to. Different team that I but, thought you were going to say. But
1: hold on. I don't want people to get confused. I'm not talking about the New York football giants. Oh, I'm okay. talking about the Jaguars. Uh, that's the team I thought you yeah, were going to bring Yeah, because up. of. And the reason why I bring up the Eli Manning thing is because of. Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin, who might. Rumor has it be taking over a little bit more of these coaching duties next year, uh, which shouldn't surprise anybody in the entire world because it makes perfect
0: sense. I like Doug Marone the last few years, but Doug Marone hasn't been a Super Bowl winning coach.
1: No. And you know what? The thing was when Doug Marone is your coach and you got somebody coming in here to be Mm -hmm. your football operations guy. Well, that's (laughs) what the coach does. That's the coach's job. So what does the coach do? In that case, besides just game day stuff, Tom Coughlin looks like he's going to creep in here and take it over. And I think that Joe Flacco kind of makes sense for a Tom Coughlin type of quarterback.
0: By the way, just kind of to interject this, because I completely forgot to say this at the the beginning of the podcast. Mm -hmm. I just want to say I was right about Steve Wilkes, by the way. Yeah. I want to say I was right about that, because I told you, we talked about coaches, and I said Steve Wilkes should be fired at the end of the year and get chutted. He's going to get chutted. That's the report. At the end of the season, he's going to be fired. So
1: Let's still wait and see a little bit before you declare your victory. Pro Football
0: Talk says it's a foregone conclusion Mm -hmm. um, that he's going to get fired. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I forgot to do it at the beginning of the podcast. The Jaguars, though, were the team, I thought, you when you started talking and you said Eli, I was like, oh, okay, he's taking a different turn here. I thought he was going to say the Jaguars, the team that he likes pronouncing their name wrong. But, I mean, for me, that's the obvious choice. Like— Blake Bortles is not working. Cody Kessler is not the answer. As of right now, in the draft kind of picks, if you and the Giants end up with the same record, you're both going to be the same record. The Giants are going to be ahead of you because of their strength of schedule. So if a Dwayne Haskins comes out, congratulations. The Giants are going to have them unless you trade up. Yeah. And that's another thing, assuming they want them. And, I mean, you look at the last games for both teams, Jacksonville's playing a Houston team where Houston still has to win to clinch that division. They have not clinched the division yet, if I am not mistaken. Let me see. Maybe they did update it, and I'm uh, speaking out of my rear end here. No, they clinched a playoff berth, but they have yet to clinch the division. The only team to clinch a division little spot in the AFC – is the Patriots. They're the only ones, not even the Chiefs. The number one seed has Mm -hmm. clinched their division yet. So, I mean, you're playing that tough team whereas the Giants are playing a Dallas team that has the division locked up. There's no way they're going to move up to the third overall seed. They could be a prime team, not saying that they will, but a prime team of like, all right, we're just going to rest the starters. This game means nothing to us. Like, we are locked in at the fourth seed. Let's go ahead and just rest everyone that we need to heading into that last one, the Giants could actually get a win, and the Jaguars could actually lose that game, which could help them in the draft pick kind of spin up because they would then end above the Giants. But I feel like for Tom Coughlin, Mm -hmm. what do you want with this Jaguar team? Do you want a young rookie quarterback in a weak draft class, or do you want to go out and get a guy who's a veteran quarterback That knows how to play in the league and you don't have to teach a ton of stuff to transitioning from college to the NFL.
1: Yeah, and and there's that too. And there's also the question of just, is it going to be someone that even fits what you want to do? I don't imagine that the Jaguars really want a quarterback that's going to be one of these mobile type of quarterbacks. Um, they have what's set up to be a little bit more with this power run mm-hmm. type of uh, offense where you just let Lon- let Leonard Fournette do his thing and you come in here and do your thing. Mm-hmm. Blake Bortles' best year when he had uh, 60% completion, 3,600 yards, 21 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, that's a Joe Flacco year. That's <laughs> literally any year of Joe Flacco's career with two exceptions where he was doing about 4,000. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have anywhere from twelve to fifteen interceptions. He's gonna hover around twenty touchdowns. He's gonna give you probably about thirty, six hundred yards. That's just Joe Flacco with even more completion percentage because he averages a little higher than Blake Bortles does. Mm -hmm. You have Blake Bortles' best year is an average Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco, I think, will be better because when will Joe Flacco best? That Ray Lewis team. Mm -hmm. Great running game, great defense. All he had to do was not mess up. And that's what the Jaguars want to be. And let's be completely honest. Joe Flacco, although
0: he hasn't been, like, we've been trashing on him lately. He's never been bad. He's never been bad. And think Mm -hmm. about the wide receivers that the Ravens have had. Yeah, they've had, like, Torrey Smith and some high-profile receivers. But lately, they kind of have receivers that are similar to the Jaguars. Where the Jaguars this year... People are saying, oh, the wide receivers are the problem. You said coming into the season, I don't trust these wide receivers. Like, yep. they just don't, like, they lost too much. They lost Allen Robinson. They lost turns. Oh, wait, your best guy in Marquise Lee? You lose him to an injury before the season even And they've had starts. a lot
1: of injury issues. You know, there's been plenty of bad, and I do want to make but one I'm quick correction. Like Joe Flacco has mm-hmm. the over 60
0: completion percentage with wide receivers that could be similar to what yeah. the Jaguars have now.
1: I'll make one correction for anyone who's mm-hmm. a Joe Flacco hater because I know they're out there. 2013, I would argue, was a bad year for him. He had one bad year, in mm-hmm. 2013,
0: but that was the one where, yeah, I mean, 19 to 22 interception. What was their record that year? Does it say eight and eight? So yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I'd argue that's a bad year. Sure. I
0: mean, he also had an eight and eight year in 2016, but his but stats, his stats were fine. He was not the problem with that season. Let me see. I'm gonna look up that schedule. So. In that year, this was their schedule, and remember which year it was with 2013. Yep, they lose to the Broncos, they beat the Browns, beat the Texans, lose to the Bills, um, beat the Dolphins, then lost to the Packers and Steelers, which were playoff teams. Um, They lost to the Browns that year, which was shocking because the Browns were bad.
1: But it's a divisional game.
0: They win against Cincy, they lost to the Bears, so they're four and six. And after going 4-6, and six, they ended well. Like, they had a win against the Jets, win against the Steelers, win against the Vikings, win against the Lions, just ended against the Patriots and Bengals and lost those final two to go 8-8. Yeah. Like, they had a little bit of a run later in that year, kind of like what the Colts are doing right now, but mm-hmm. not exactly. Um, but, yeah, that would probably be yeah. his worst year. I think year. we
1: would argue that of any of the quarterbacks you mm-hmm. can reasonably get, Joe Flack was probably the best one. Mm-hmm. Right, like we're we're agreeing on that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So with Herbert now staying in college, mm-hmm. he's arguably going to be the best quarterback you can get because your other options are what Tyrod Taylor, uh, or, or Case Keenum maybe, or the
0: Philly special.
1: Oh, Nick Foles. I'm not. I'm not even thinking about Nick Foles. Yeah, but the
0: Philly special could be they, like this is his last year on the contract. I yeah. don't think that and someone will pay him.
1: Someone will pay him, but I just imagine that Nick Foles Case is Keenum one of style. those. We've already seen it. It didn't work, um, but, but anyways, Tom Coughlin can work with them. And, and you know what? That's probably the best case scenario for Nick Foles. I mean, is let's to go be to honest. There.
0: Like when Nick Foles was going to quit football, mm-hmm. I'd quit football too if my coach was Jeff Fisher. Sure. Like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be depressed and wanting to quit football if your coach was Jeff Fisher?
1: Yeah, but I mean, Sam Bradford did pretty well with. Jeff Fisher, yeah, not amazing, that, that but he's pretty That was a different
0: well. Jeff Fisher. Like Jeff
1: Fisher, they weren't that far removed from each other. Like
0: Jeff, but Jeff Fisher, like mm-hmm. that last year, even we were all saying, "Like, come on, dude, what are you doing?" We like, had been why, saying that for years. Why, why are you seven still nine go bullshit? bullshit. Um, but I mean, like, here are the possible free agents, barring options and stuff: mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor, yep, Josh McCown, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm getting this from Spotrac, Matt Schaub. Ryan Fitzpatrick, so I would say the top in no particular order. You could Mm -hmm. trade for Joe Flacco, get yourself Tyrod or Ryan Fitzpatrick, or go out there and get yourself a Josh McCown. It's not that sexy, or a Nick Foles if he does hit the free agent market. If I had to order him, I would say Joe Flacco's my number one, Ryan Fitzpatrick's my number two, Tyrod's my number three, Nick Foles is four, and then Josh McCown is five. That's what I would say is my top five.
1: If I'm any, if I'm one of these two teams, this is what mm-hmm. I really want. This is my dream scenario here. You're saying one of the
0: two teams between the Giants and the Jaguars?
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. Is that I want to go ahead and get Joe Flacco because mm-hmm. he'll be 34 years old by the start of the next season next yeah. year. Yeah, he's uh, on the 16th. He'll turn mm-hmm. 34. I want him. He's going to be a veteran. He's going to be a nice presence. Is it? He can be a stopgap. His stop, yeah. is January 16th. Yep. I thought it was January 10th. Nope, 16th. Oh, uh, you can trust
0: Joe Flacco then. You want to know why? It's a Capricorn. Because he's got a good he, birthday. You know us Capricorns.
1: So, I mean, he's a day off from the, mm-hmm. from the best birthday, but we can't blame him That's for that. all right. So he he's a good guy who can be there, be your mentor. Mm-hmm. And then you know what you do in this? Maybe you do take the shot in the first round. Mm-hmm. You say, fine, we'll take a Will Greer. We'll take somebody in who's, the first not, round. who's not going to get the guy you want. Mm-hmm. No, he's not gonna play. You're gonna Patrick Mahomes him. You're gonna let him sit mm-hmm. there and you're gonna just ride out with Joe Flacco next year because it'll be better than nothing. It'll be better than starting a rookie without any type of uh, you know, sure thing and mm-hmm. any type of NFL experience. Let him develop. Now Joe Flacco will be pissed because he just saw this show with Lamar Jackson and it mm-hmm. didn't end well for him. But you know what? He's gonna be thirty four years old. I think that's mm-hmm. just the journeyman. Part of his career has begun.
0: I got a different team that I'm going to throw out. And the thing we didn't mention also is with Joe Flacco's contract. Yeah, there's a potential out before 2020, but virtually he's got three years left. Mm-hmm. He's got three years on his contract for whoever's trading for him. I'm going to throw out this team, which I think would be kind. It's similar to the Jaguars, better situation, the Washington Redskins.
1: I, don't, I, I can't imagine how that's a better situation I think they than the Jaguars. Go,
0: because, yes, the defense isn't as phenomenal as the Jaguars. The run game the is not as good either. The run game, I would say, is could be like you've got more options there. They've got a similar run game to what he's used to with the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. They've got there right now Adrian Peterson as their guy. They've got Thompson, who's the um, return guy. Their biggest problem has always been just injuries. Also, similar to the Jaguars – Their wide receiver core is nothing to write home about. You don't have to worry about that with Joe Flacco. He'll get anybody um, to kind of work well because they'll throw him the ball. The thing that I like better about the Redskins compared to the Jaguars, though, is I feel like in the AFC South, the Texans are really good with Deshaun Watson. The Colts are starting to come up with Frank Reich. I don't know with the Jaguars if this was just a bad year, or if this will be the oh shoot, we shouldn't have been bad this year because mm-hmm. now the Texans and Colts are going to yeah kind of stop over us and stop us. I think down. this was a
1: little bit of a problem that was under the surface mm-hmm. with last year because the this Titans offense, are
0: also very good. Yeah, too.
1: this offense uh, very good. They're good. They're not very Contending
0: good. Contending for the playoffs, good. like Barely. Like the, okay, yeah. the division in the AFC South, I feel, will be a tougher division than the NFC East because the Eagles, if they get Defending rid of— Defending Super Bowl champion if, Eagles. But if they get rid of Nick Foles and Carson Wentz goes down again, mm-hmm. question marks at Who's sure. going to take over there? Injuries
1: are always an issue for any team.
0: The Giants, we don't like their—yeah, they've got Saquon Barkley, but mm-hmm. who's going to be their next quarterback? And then the co- like the Cowboys would be your biggest challenge, but even we've seen with the Cowboys that, like, they've got cracks in their armor. So I wonder, the thing I wonder mm-hmm. with the Redskins is if they have the right quarterback, and I think we almost saw it with Alex Smith a little bit because they did look like a good team with Alex Smith. It was once he went down, they kind of hit the, like, kind of shit the bed and just started falling down the river without nothing to go with, Mm -hmm. if they've got a guy like Joe Flacco, they might be able to contend easier in the NFC East than the Jaguars with Joe Flacco would be able to compete in the AFC South.
1: And it's an easy move for him. I mean, he's not having to go very far. From Baltimore to the capital. Yeah. uh, He basically, I mean, he probably won't have to actually do any moving depending on how close... Mm -hmm um he is in maryland but uh anyways with that i mean sure but do you really want to be another quarterback when you've seen how this organization is treated rg3 and then kirk cousins you really want to jump into that puzzle now he doesn't have a choice does he Well, he's not going to have a choice, but it's going to depend how much Mm -hmm. flexibility are the Ravens going to get. Yeah. And I thought – I could be wrong, but I thought that the discussion was the Ravens are going to collect offers and let Joe pick Mm
0: -hmm. what his –
1: what. I thought that's what it was, but I could be wrong. I'll look it up. That they were going to give him the option of where he actually ends up um, once they get those offers. Now, how much of that is true? I don't know. If a team offers – So according Mm
0: -hmm. to CBS, the headline reads, Ravens will send QB to – Team of choice. Yeah. Here are five teams that might work. So, so I don't know if that means—
1: That the, means they're going to get the offers and they're going to say, decide. here you go. Okay. Um, and that's what they're saying. Like I said, does that mean that mm-hmm. a team that offers a third and another te- and two other teams offer a second, are they going to keep that team of the- offering a third and say, no, that's not a real offer? Here's mm-hmm. your two options, Joe. You yeah. l- go ahead and pick. Yeah. Um, who knows? But— I just don't know if I would trust being a part of that organization. I don't know if I want to be mm-hmm. any part of it. And that's another well, type of situation, too, where for the Washington Redskins, I didn't think that getting Alex Smith made that much more sense either because mm-hmm. it was another one of those, they just have to get another quarterback and he's going to get Mahomes. Where Joe Flacco, in this case, you know he knows he's going to get Lamar. In any of these scenarios, mm-hmm. he's going to run into a Lamar Jackson situation. The well, benefit he has is... With Herbert now saying no thank you, that's going to probably add another year to where he can actually stick around.
0: Let me throw out this team then. Here's my number two because the Jaguars are there, but you already said them. Here's the number two team I was thinking. What about Miami? Is that a – because they're a team in my mind where it's like, hey, do you trust Ryan Tannehill? Like is he Mm -hmm. the guy to get you over the hump and – Beat Tom Brady, or are you just sitting back and going, "Yeah, we'll just wait till he retires. We'll we'll wait till good old TB twelve until he's gone, and then we'll make our move to rue the day in the AFC East." Or could the Dolphins say, "Hey, you know what, Ryan? We've seen enough. Yeah, I know that Flacco's about four years, three four years older than you. Um, as Tannehill is thirty right now, and I'll be." 31 at the start of next season, so mm-hmm. three years older. When um, when
1: Ryan Tannehill is healthy, he's a great quarterback.
0: It's just he's what, he, he just has healthy. health issues.
1: Yeah, I mean he's just having health issues, and there's more to that than just Ryan Tannehill. I mm-hmm. mean they need to give something around him to support him. I don't see Miami making a move not this year. They they've recently signed Ryan Tannehill to a better deal. But if they
0: did, would Joe would that be a team that Joe Flacco would be like? Yeah, I'd want to go there.
1: I mean, I guess sure, um, but it's not going to be an option for him. Mm-hmm. The Florida team that is an option and isn't Jacksonville, is Tampa. Tampa Bay. Yeah, because they might be very done with Jameis uh, Winston, and they've benched Jameis Winston.
0: Is, Ryan's going to be off the books.
1: Yeah. They've benched Jameis Winston Mm -hmm. multiple times this year.
0: They don't know what the hell they want. They bench him, then they don't bench him, then they bench him, then they don't bench
1: him. So that's why— That's
0: what I've labeled them.
1: Yeah, and and I think that their dysfunction is one that makes sense Mm -hmm. in the sense that they are just saying, we don't like either one of our quarterback options. Mm -hmm. And they're sick of Jameis Winston. He's never really improved that much. Ryan Fitzpatrick will always let you down. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're done with either one. Here's a
0: tricky situation out of mm-hmm. the teams that we mentioned, this is the last thing we'll do. Okay. what do you think in your mind mm-hmm. is a fair trade package for Joe Flacco? Like if you're coming up with a trade in your head, yeah. if you're the Ravens, what has
1: to be there? What was the I don't remember what the Alex Smith trade was. Let's look it up. Alex Smith trade. Um, That's the power of the internet. And to me, that's basically the answer. What did the Washington Redskins give up for Alex Smith?
0: So they reached an agreement where, let's see, the Redskins, they traded Smith to Washington for Kendall Fuller and a third-round pick in the 2018 draft. So Kendall Mm -hmm. Fuller and a third-round pick for
1: Alex Smith. So maybe... In this case, you just say, how about a second? Is that good? Mm -hmm. Just straight up. Give us Joe Flacco. We'll give you a second. We're done.
0: Let's see. I want to see who if they all have their second. So Tampa's right now would be 37th overall. Mm -hmm. 39th as of right now would be the Giants. 40th would be Jacksonville. Um, And then 47th would be Washington. And 48th would be Miami. So they all have their second-round pick. A
1: team that I think we can't ignore, and we don't have to talk about him too mm-hmm. much, but is the chance for the Denver Broncos to try and do something. Yes. Because Joe Flacco and... Especially Eli- and, and, uh, fire
0: Vance Joseph.
1: Yeah, and John Elway make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. The problem is just there's a Case Keenum sitting there right now in the spot. Mm-hmm. And Case Keenum was not on a one-year deal. Um, I think it was a three-year deal, if I remember right. And I don't know exactly how it went, so I don't know if there's an easy way to get out of it. Um, but... There is a problem if Case Keenum is sitting there right now.
0: It is a two-year deal. Two years. So next year's his contract.
1: Deal. Okay. So maybe you're willing to just take the loss and say, "All right, see a case." But from what it or says, maybe from, someone else will take Case Keenum. But from what it
0: says here, there's a. I believe it's kind of like a Mike Glennon situation mm-hmm. because in between them, Spotrack has potential out before next year. I think that. According to what I'm seeing here, yeah. the Broncos might be able to get out of it before next year. And if
1: they can, I think that's a great option, too. Just dump them and move on? Yep. Of course, then you're running into the same situation of that's a tough division to play in. Mm-hmm.
0: Because, I mean, here's the thing with the—I'll mention with the Redskins before I give two, my two cents on the Broncos. The thing is with their trade package, we already mm-hmm. gave up Kendall Fuller to get uh, Alex Smith. Yeah do we want to give up yet another person Very true. to try to get Joe Flacco, or are we just going to try to sign like a Ryan Fitzpatrick? Whereas Denver, the thing I find interesting about them is, let's see. Let's see what the Ravens really need. I'm going to look up their um, needs right now for the draft and see if, let's see. Find, give me the good old Raiders. So, According to NFL.com, wide receiver, edge rusher, and inside linebacker mm-hmm. are the three needs for the Ravens. What they could easily do is hmm.
1: I mean If you have to sit and think about it, I don't think it's that easy. Well,
0: no, i it's probably like because the question is like a Shane Ray. Mm-hmm. Would the would the Broncos say, Hey, we've got Bradley Chubb and Von Miller? We can trade Shane Ray in, like, a third Maybe. or Shane Ray in a fourth, depending on how high mm-hmm. you value Shane Ray, and go ahead and get a Joe Flacco. Or do they go ahead and say, all right, we'll give you, like, Andre Holmes in our second. Like, mm-hmm. just give you a wide receiver that you can u- like kind of use. Because um, do they still have, they don't have um, Emmanuel Sanders on their roster still, do they? Or was he just hurt? If, he I think still, he just hurt. if he's on the roster, Emmanuel mm-hmm. Sanders and a second or third, yeah. a second might be too much, like for the Broncos to give up. Like mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders and a third, I could see that going for Joe Flacco easily. Possibly. And the Ravens taking it because they need some wide receiver help. It's just going to depend on what the package mm-hmm. is. And it'll probably be similar to that Alex Smith trade that you mentioned. Yeah. Oh, give us a player that we can use, but you really don't need. And give us like a Second or third or maybe a fourth-round pick depending on what player you're giving us from your team. And we'll easily Mm -hmm. give you Joe Flacco if Joe Flacco wants to go there. Would Joe Flacco want to play in Denver? I don't see why not. It's a good team. With a new
1: coach? It's a good team. I don't see why you wouldn't want to go there.
0: Well, I mean, they're— he could easily say no to any of these. He yeah. can say no to any of them and say, I want to
1: You can come up with a good reason why he should say no to any of these mm-hmm. teams, but uh, could, I think it's a good option. You
0: can come up with a reason why he could say yes or no exactly. to any of these. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in the comment section. First off, where would you want Joe Flacco to be traded, and what are some teams— that you think will trade for Joe Flacco or try to trade for him this offseason. Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. And, Mark, let's end the podcast doing what we do each and every week. And the one thing I'm going to ask you, i want to ask your opinion on this, because right. I watched a video that was, like, about politicians and stuff. About As what you they do the Obama uh, point. Well, that's what I was going to ask yeah. you. So this is what I was thinking. hmm they were saying uh, pointing like this is too aggressive, mm-hmm. and I point a lot like
1: this yeah. at them. Yeah, that's a customer service thing.
0: Is, is it too aggressive that I point at the viewers with my index finger, or should I do the Obama point and point with my thumb like this? Like
1: You can do the Disney, which is just open well, hand. I do
0: that sometimes. I do like the welcome in. Sometimes I do – like I angle mm-hmm. it weird, and Dave goes, whoa, 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 let's not turn that all the way around because we don't want to get the accurate. wrong impression for that. I just—I'm mm-hmm. a little self-conscious that maybe the one-finger point might be too aggressive to the viewers watching us on this YouTube. This is
1: sports. I think they want it to be aggressive. They, they right? want aggressive. They want hot
0: takes. They want yeah. aggressive conversation, and they want us to kill each other at yep. the end of the Tom conversation. Tom is the worst quarterback <laughs> I've ever seen play the game. Also, fuck oh, the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> but we're mm-hmm. making our picks for Week 17. Just to give you guys a heads up for the lawyer, loyal listeners and viewers that watch it, There won't be a pick segment like this next week. We're just going to do our playoff predictions at the end of the podcast, Mm -hmm. and those picks will be in those predictions. So we're just going to combine them and do it that way. But let's start game numero uno Mm -hmm. the Dolphins, the Bills, 12
1: o'clock start. Bills are
0: a four and a half point favorite. This game means nothing. For the playoffs, who you got? Dolphins or Bills?
1: Or really to to much of anybody? <laughs> well, uh, I mean,
0: draft wise,
1: this might be the only game this year where I'm going to pick the Bills. Hmm. Uh, I am going to pick the Bills on this one because you know Miami's got to travel; they got to go all the way to Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen using those legs, he's actually looked pretty good when he's when he's running around. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, there's questions on you know sustainability with things like that. Uh, but hey, you know what? Right now, it's working, so that that's okay. And I'm gonna go with the Bills.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bills as well. I know the Dolphins beat them earlier in the year, but looking where these two have been the last few weeks, and Ryan um,
1: Tannehill might not even play. Well, and the Dolphins
0: two. have only put up 17 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this could be like a 20 to 17, 17 to 14 game, a real bad game, but a close game. So I'll go with the Bills to get the win at home. Then the next one, another game that means nothing for the playoff standings, but could affect the draft yeah. seedings uh, going into our last, our our next mock, and it which just will might... be the week of January fifteenth. Will be the next one that we do. Not a bad day. Lions at Green Bay. Green Bay's a seven and a half point favor. Who you got?
1: I'm going to roll Green Bay on this one. I mean, Detroit's been bad Mm -hmm. this year. And even though this game means nothing to the Packers, and Packers fans should be hoping that Aaron, Aaron doesn't play.
0: Is Aaron Rodgers going to throw more than two picks this
1: season? If he plays, does I don't he know. throw a pick in Well, this he's game? not playing the Bears, so no, he probably won't. Because <laughs> the, the Bears only, have those two he picks. He only throws interceptions for the Bears, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no reason to really pick Detroit at Green Bay here.
0: Yeah, usually uh, when it's the Lions and Green Bay, uh, put your money on Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers will find a way, if he does play, um, will find a way to beat the Lions. Uh, even and if, it's if it's he doesn't.
1: Backup Green Bay Packers quarterbacks tend to beat the Lions. Yeah,
0: so I mean, is that is that a throwback to uh, to Flynn to seven year Flynn? did he Flynn? get a
1: seven year contract after I don't know if it was a seven game? year, but man, did he get paid only from to sit Raiders, on the bench? Right?
0: The Raiders gave Seahawks. him Seahawks
1: contract. Oh, that's right, it was the Seahawks that yep. gave him that, contract. and that's when Russell Wilson showed up. Yeah,
0: that was Week Seven. He lost his too. job to
1: Russell Wilson,
0: so expect a big game from Deshaun Kaiser um, if he does play. Then we've got one that really again doesn't mean anything because the well, scratch that. It could mean something for the Patriots yeah. because the seedings are not locked in mm-hmm. in the AFC, where right now the Patriots have the second overall seat. They and they want to keep that. Lock that up and could potentially get the. Could they? Oh, no. The, if the Chiefs lose, the Chiefs would have the number one overall seat or the Chargers would. Mm-hmm. No, the yeah, the Chargers would, too. So, I mean, depending on how it works out, they could maybe get the home field advantage. But I'm taking the Patriots to beat the Jets because—the yeah. Jets, not the Jeffs. The Jets, because there's even rumors that I'm seeing that Todd Bowles could be losing his job after this game. Yeah. And Black Monday could be a bad one for Todd Bowles.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is—these have all been pretty easy ones. I mean, New England's a big favorite here. <laughs> they need to keep this uh, second-round bye. So— they They gotta win this one,
0: now, I thought this next one was gonna mean a little bit more, but Cam Newton's not playing. He's been shut down for the year. yep, the Saints have locked up number one overall. First off, do the Saints play their starters in number two if those starters do not play? Do the Panthers win on the road? I'm going no, because the Panthers don't play well on the road. I'll get the Saints Mm -hmm. with the win, with or without Drew.
1: Yeah, I actually don't think Drew Brees is probably going to play on this one, but Teddy Bridgewater wants to go out there and earn himself a job. They are playing. I
0: saw that. I Mm -hmm. I sent it to our fantasy group. Teddy Bridgewater is playing. Yeah,
1: he wants to make sure he gets a a good deal. This is his audition. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's going to go out there and play like it's his Super Bowl um, and essentially is if he wants to revive his Mm -hmm. career. So, yeah, New Orleans Saints, Teddy Two Gloves goes ahead and, and does it well. And it's funny because the two-glove thing this is the perfect place for him if he's in New Orleans because he never has to wear a glove again. Yeah, uh, but, but he right. still wears the gloves. Yeah. Well, he had to make a decision.
0: Well, it's a comfort thing. Remember that. He yeah. took the gloves off and he got real uncomfortable um, at his pro It's like a—
1: it's like Mitch with the sleeve. He had mm-hmm. a good game with the sleeve. He's not allowed to take the damn sleeve off. He has to shower <laughs> with the damn thing on.
0: Uh, then the next one means literally nothing for the Cowboys. Uh, for mm-hmm. the Giants could affect their draft stock. But we've got the Cowboys at New York. Yep. I'm actually going to go with the shocker on this one. I'm taking the Giants to win. In Dallas, because I don't think Mm -hmm. Dallas is going to go super hard balls to the wall. And the Giants played well against the Colts. They're going to upend the Cowboys in Week 17.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate that you you say that. And when you call it the upset, I think that it's (laughs) obvious that the New York Giants should win this game. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, once again, Dallas doesn't have much to play for.
0: Eli's last hurrah?
1: He wants to play well, but Eli's kind of earned himself another year in New York at the end of this season. I saw
0: an article on ESPN where it kind of made it seem like Eli knows that the end is coming.
1: Oh, I'm sure he does. He's an old quarterback, Mm -hmm. uh, and they need to move on at some point. But he might have earned himself another year, Mm -hmm. or at the very least is putting on good tape. But, Mm -hmm. you know, this New York Giants team has been looking really good. I mean, I don't know about really good, but they've been looking good enough. Uh, better than the beginning of the year yeah and you know what they've got a new coach it took a while for things to gel they're finally starting to get things together maybe pat Pat Shermer's not that bad of a head coach mark or maybe he will be a bad head coach we'll find out there's still time to tell the
0: browns and not pat Shermer.
1: i don't know about that (laughs) uh so, yeah, I got to go with the New York Giants.
0: Yet another game, though, and I hate to say this because fan bases of these teams are going to get pissed when I mm-hmm. say this, but another game that means nothing when it comes to the playoffs. We've got the Falcons and Buccaneers. However, this is a draft pick game. I am going to go with the Falcons, the one and cool. a half point favorite to get the win in Tampa over the dysfunctional Buccaneers
1: and I'm actually going to roll with the Buccaneers. I think that players on the Buccaneers have a little bit more to play for than the uh, the Atlanta Falcons do, and coaches have more to play for uh, on in Tampa. Everybody's playing Quinn's for their get, jobs. Quinn's
0: not getting fired. Yeah, uh, pe- people need to Ryan's not keep gonna get their traded. jobs.
1: And Jameis Winston's another one of those. If he does not do well, and I, I'm assuming Jameis Winston's don't. playing this, uh, then yeah, exactly, he's gone. Fitzpatrick knows he's out of here next mm-hmm. year. He's going to yet another stop in the journeyman's <laughs> journey. Uh but Joe uh, James Winston or does or not want to start him and just give him the job Maybe. full term. James Winston does not want to start that mm-hmm. journey. Um so he wants to do well to stick around in Tampa Bay.
0: Then one the next this next one does in fact um, affect the playoff or the seedings for the playoffs. You got Houston, you've got the Jaguars and really with Houston, I mentioned earlier, they have not locked up their division yet. They have not. They could lose and virtually yeah. lose their division to either the Colts or the Titans. I am going to roll with Houston in this one at home to get the win over Jacksonville. I just think Houston—they've been playing hot as of late. They're a good team, and I don't think Jacksonville has enough to beat them. But however, I've been surprised before. I mean, remember that six to nothing game that uh, Jacksonville had against the Colts? Yeah. They could win this one in a play. All like, hey, you know what? We're just going to go out there and play. But Blake Bortles is starting, and I don't like him compared to Deshaun Watson. Texans are going to get the win.
1: But you know what? This one has a little bit of that upset feel to it, doesn't it? A little bit. You know, Blake Bortles coming back. He wants to prove that this job can be his or he can go somewhere else and do it. Um, Unfortunately, there's a lot of injuries for Jacksonville. Things Mm -hmm. have fallen apart. The team basically imploded, and Houston looks amazing. Um, You know, they've been looking great. A little bit of a stumble. But that's all right. They've been looking great still and I'm going to go ahead and, you know, continue to agree with you except for like I think one game so far and I'm going to roll with the Texans too.
0: Well, we're going to disagree on this next one. Faux show. We got the Bears at 11 and 4 still trying to play for a first round bye, but they need some help from a team that we're going to look at a little bit later in this yep. video. Then we also have the Minnesota Vikings, who need this win. If they win, they're in. If they lose, they could be out, barring what happens in the Philadelphia game. Minnesota is favored to win this one by four and a half. I know you're going to pick the Bears, but tell me why.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the you know, the home team is Minnesota, so they should have a little bit of a favor mm-hmm. here. Uh, that t- That first game, it was a tough game, but the Bears managed to squeak it out. Uh, this team is a better team than they were when they first played. Yeah, we got Um, a
0: better offensive coordinator.
1: Well, that's very true as well. (laughs) Uh, So there's a lot of things that are tough. But you know what Chicago has going for them too is, once again, this team is gelling more and more. This is a team that's starting to kind of get that offense, doing a little bit of what Managhi wants it to do. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky needs to go out there again and show that, hey, I can do everything I need to do. Mm -hmm. You know, those one or two bad games I've had, that's not Mitch. This is Mitch. Mm -hmm. He needs to go out there and do it. With that being said, I am not going to be surprised if, like, the second quarter comes around and it's like, uh, where'd Khalil Mack go? Oh, where did Allen Robinson go? And players just start disappearing. Not
0: the second quarter. I'll tell you how this one's going to play out. It's going to be a tough first half. It's going to be a good first half. Vikings will take the lead in the third quarter, and the Bears will start going, all right we'll we'll let you have it. We'll see you in Chicago. We'll see you in Chicago next week.
1: Yeah, but with that being said, uh
0: Bears going to win this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Minnesota. Uh this Minnesota team ha- it's the thing I find funny about this is the Bears and Packers have looked a little bit different. With the Bears it's been the last game and I know what uh Bears fans like Dave's are going to say where it's like, "Oh, the 49ers always play us tough." You guys Probably should have lost that game last week. I mean, 49ers, yes, yes, you made a good play, and Mullins made a bad decision. He should have just ran with it for the first down. Mm -hmm. But
1: I still think even then, the Bears would have still won that game. You
0: gave the 49ers a chance to win that game, whereas the Vikings, yes, I know it's the Dolphins, yes, I know it's the Lions. We have looked completely like a different team offensively since we fired Filippo, which Dave gives me shit about because he's like, oh, you thought he was going to be the next head coaching candidate. I think well, most yeah, everybody, everybody did. did. Yeah. Even in ones this year when we talked about Mike McCarthy. Um, but one of the biggest surprises for us has been I'm going to give you credit because you liked him in the draft process last year. Mm-hmm. Um, your boy out of pit, Brian O'Neill. Yep. Um, he. Has turned into originally drafted him, it's yeah. like, oh, he's a two year project. This year, oh crap, he's a rookie surprise. He's a guy that's a standout right now as a rookie. That's right. And just throwing some love Mark's way because I know Mark I liked told you. Brian O'Neill. You like the first I tried it, I was like, Who the hell is Brian O'Neal? And now, and now like, you I know really, him very well. Like, now I do because he's on my Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. I think the Vikings win this one. Bears will pull the starters in the second half. They will concede the win to the Vikings in the second half, and we will do this all again in the wild-card round in Chicago for Week 18, technically, for the playoffs. Then we're going to go on another late-afternoon game. This one, the Chargers have locked up the playoffs, but they need a win to ensure that they might be able to win the division and get yeah. a first-round bye Chargers over the Broncos. I think this one's easy. Broncos are not going to— Yeah, it's in mile high, so you give the Broncos a little bit of a chance. But this Bronco team is not going to beat this tough Charger team.
1: Yeah, and the Chargers got a lot to play for. They want to potentially win this division. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they definitely need everything they can. Um, They should win this one for sure.
0: And then we've got— what three more late afternoon ones? Four more? Five more? Wow, a lot of late afternoon ones. Um, we've got the Raiders and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Chiefs. I don't expect the Chiefs to lose this one, nope. but I've been surprised before. Chiefs. Um, Chiefs with the win in Arrowhead. Then we've got Rams and 49ers in L. A. Are you gonna take the upset in this one, Mister Bear? One hundred um, percent. Because I'm going. 49ers with the Rams to are gonna get beat the, the Rams.
1: 100% percent 49 will beat the Rams on this game. Uh, they have not won a single away game this year, but this is it. You know, and, and you bring it up. They could have beaten Chicago mm-hmm. at Chicago.
0: If Mullen wasn't an
1: idiot. I'm sorry. That wasn't at Chicago. That it was, was an, in Candlestick. Yeah. Um, they. Well, Santa well, Clara. It's a yeah. new It's a new state. Not now. Candlestick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they beat the uh, Seattle Seahawks, who you were raving about uh, uh-huh. earlier in this podcast, they beat the Denver Broncos, who at the very least have a good defense. I can see them getting a win. I just don't think it'll happen. And then you look at the Rams, who they beat the Arizona Cardinals, but congrats on that one. <laughs> really exciting. You got them chutted. Right? Uh, they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles with their mm-hmm. backup quarterback, who happens to be a Super Bowl MVP, so I will give him some credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost to Chicago, when Chicago's like, hey, anybody interested in knowing how to beat the Rams? This is how you do it. <laughs> uh, and then they had... That game where they beat Detroit Uh, So when you just look at these last four games. I'm going to ignore the Kansas City game because that was a that one. When you look at the rest of them looks Mm -hmm. like a big anomaly. Um, That is this Rams team is not what they were before. This is another one where Mm -hmm. I can easily see McVay. If the 49ers put up a fight and the 49ers are actually doing things, I can see McVay doing the exact same thing saying we have enough injuries. We're going to live to see another day. Let's just let them have it.
0: And both the Bears and the Rams are in sticky situations because if they do that, they're basically... Mm -hmm. And they play at the same time. For the Bears, Mm -hmm. I like... And I'm thinking about this now. Would they play the whole way through? Unless it's like a for sure, yeah, we're not going to win. But if there's even a sliver of a chance because they're still fighting for that bye. I could see Mm -hmm. the Rams maybe a coach up in the booth, kind of score watching that Bears game. And then... All right, news is the Bears are going to lose that game. Hey, let's start. Hey, McVeigh, let's start pulling the starters. Bears are going to lose.
1: I think that the Rams, more than the Bears, really cannot afford one more injury. Mm-hmm. If that if that offense gets one more injury, this Ram team, is going to they're going to be out. They're mm-hmm. going to be one and done in the playoffs. The Chicago Bears defense is, and because that's the big thing too. It's the offense of the Rams. Offenses go down with one player a lot faster than defenses go down with one player. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Bears have had two huge injuries to their secondary, uh, with Callahan and Eddie Jackson being Mm -hmm. injured at the moment, although he'll be back for the playoffs. But next man up does perfectly fine. You barely even notice the guy's gone. Mm -hmm. You know, you have these type of success with that defense. It's very different with the offense. Running back goes down or wide receiver goes down. Where is this explosive Rams offense? Mm -hmm. McVay, I think, is more likely to say, let me live and see another day. Even Mm -hmm. if it isn't a first round bye, we're in the playoffs as well. That's Mm -hmm. all that matters. We're in the playoffs and they could be sitting there saying, we've already beat the Vikings. We can do it again.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think the Rams get the win. They're going to beat the 49ers. 49ers will lock up. The second pick in the NFL draft. The Rams mm-hmm. will lock up the second seat in the NFC playoff standings. And then, yet again, a game that is going to be key to the playoff situations. Can the
1: Bengals yeah. upset the let's, Steelers? Let's talk about this for a second. And knock the Steelers out of the playoffs. Let's talk about all the disrespect coming to the Cincinnati Bengals here. Everyone's like, oh, the Browns. The Browns <laughs> have a chance to knock one of their divisional opponents off. So, do the Bengals. The Bengals can do the same Mm -hmm. thing. The Bengals can say, Screw you, Steelers, go home. They can easily I don't do think that themselves. it happens, though, no, it, of how the I the Bengals either. have looked But recently. I just want some respect to be given to the Cincinnati but Bengals for that. some respect
0: on that name is that what you're doing? Exactly. Like, but yes, yeah, Steelers I'm gonna This Steelers. is a Bengal team that
1: they don't have since, their quarterback.
0: Since I know that, but since they played the Dolphins and won that game, they've mm-hmm. only won two games since
1: then. They're playing what? Jeff Driscoll it,
0: right now? Yeah, I believe so. But they have really they lost twice and I know that it's a different team but I'm going to put some respect on Cincinnati's name by putting some disrespect on someone else's. They lost twice to the Browns. Yeah, I know that was without Andy Dalton. Yeah, but the Browns are a good team right now. I know, I get that. You can't
1: just, you can't say the Browns <laughs> are a good team. Oh, but you lost to the Browns. No, the Browns are either good I or they're bad. I
0: expected the Bengals to get one win against the Browns this year. But yeah, the Browns I know are a good team. I know they didn't have Andy Dalton. I know Bengal fans are going to get mad that I say that and then say the other thing. But yeah, I'm going with the Steelers to win this one. Um. Although I would, I wouldn't be mad if the Bengals won. I wouldn't be mad because no. I. If the Steelers don't make the play here, I'll ask you this: mm-hmm. If the Steelers don't make the playoffs, yes, does my? Because I've always been a guy that's kind of the back back of mm-hmm. the room. Hey, maybe we should fire Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Like, Although I'm not a Steeler no, fan. Like, no, Mike Tom was if, not on the hot seat. If they don't make the playoffs, do people start do more people start maybe thinking that?
1: Like, hey, maybe the, maybe we should move on. I mean, more people, sure. A few mm. more people in the room might, but he's not getting fired.
0: Moving on, a game that means literally nothing um, because the Cardinals are number one in the draft. And yep, they'll lose for this game and lock it up. The Seahawks mm-hmm. can lose and still will be yep. the fifth seed. Uh Seahawks beat the Cardinals, right? Yep. Seahawks. And then we've got a game that the Eagles need to win. They're a fee- they're mm-hmm. a touchdown favorite against the Redskins as yes, they, they should be. Do they get their win yep. in Landover?
1: Definitely. I mean you're on you're on quarterback like three or four I right know. now for the Washington Redskins. I know. Nick Foles is riding hot again. He's like, Oh, that's right, I'm a Super Bowl MVP. Let me go out there and play like one. Uh, I would Philadelphia love, Eagles got everything they need right now. I would
0: love for the Redskins to play up, but the Eagles are going to win this one. The the Vikings' only way to get into the playoffs is to beat they the have Bears. to. They have to beat the Bears. They have to beat the Bears, which I will say at the beginning of the year, if you asked me which mm-hmm. game I was more confident in the Vikings winning, I even said in our predictions, yeah. I could see the Bears winning at home and the Vikings winning at home, but the Divisional games will win here. And then our late, our last late afternoon game, these are Browns the good ones. and Ravens. Mm-hmm. Who wins this and do the Ravens lock up their division?
1: I'm saying the Ravens. I mean, you're gonna have this tough battle between mm-hmm. uh Baker between and Lamar. Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. Which
0: I'll throw it out again. Dallas, mm. our patron, said that he messaged yeah. us on Patreon and said, I just wanna say, I said Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. should have been drafted above Baker. He's like just saying
1: there's a lot of good things going on for cleveland right now and a lot of people playing hard but there's also people playing just as hard if not harder in baltimore because they want this playoff spot cleveland's out of the playoff race for sure mm-hmm. um this is an interesting one if it was at home i would pick the cleveland browns but it's not it's in baltimore i'm gonna have to ride with that probably the second best defense in the nfl right mm-hmm. now um and Lamar Jackson's on fire. They made that quarterback switch at right, just mm-hmm. right at the right time, to rejuvenate that team. So I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Well, it's like I mentioned to you before the podcast, exactly that. It was like this Ravens team was kind of like, oh, man, they're going to kind of limp their way either into the playoffs or out of the playoffs. And even early on when they were four and five, I was sitting there going, hey, maybe I'm right about this uh This Baltimore team that I didn't have make the playoffs, I knew that Mm -hmm. Joe Flacco was not going to be enough, but they're not going to pull the trigger on Lamar yet. And then they proved me wrong by pulling the trigger on Lamar. And ever since that bye week, Lamar has only lost. Pulled the
1: trigger because Joe got injured. Well,
0: yeah, but like they pulled the trigger, and Lamar Jackson's only lost one game, which was an overtime game, to the Chiefs. So, I mean, I expect the Ravens to get the win over... The Browns in this one. And then the very last one, Colts and Titans, the Sunday night game. I called it last week, but really it was an easy game um, to call being the flex game um, because winner stays and our winner gets into the playoff. Loser does not.
1: Gets a nice spot on the couch.
0: I am going with Shane O'Mac and his team. I'm going with the Colts to get the win in Nashville. They have been straight spitting fire since starting, what was it, one in five this year? I expect this Colts team to be ready. Mm-hmm. Frank Reich should be, well, he coach won't be, the year. but should be coach of the year for this team and the turnaround that they have had, but they'll probably give it to, like, Sean Payton or Andy Reid or somebody. But No, it's going to go to Matt Nagy. Frank, Frank Reich should be mm-hmm. the, well, no, that award goes to John Gruden. John Gruden gets oh, executive point. of the year good point. for both the Bears and the Cowboys. Matt Nagy's not an executive, an though. Playoff team. Yeah, but, I mean, Ryan Matt Pace, Nagy's coach of the year. John Gruden gets executive of the year. It's yeah. basically my joke. Mm-hmm. I expect I get the Colts. I'm just
1: not letting you put any diss it'll, on the bears. Right it'll now.
0: be a close one. Maybe mm-hmm. like a touchdown game. The Colts and Frank Reich get into the playoffs. Here's Mike Vrabel
1: and the Titans do not. Home game for the Titans, and I think they'll play decently. But I don't think oh, it's going to be close. It's going to be tough. I actually don't think it's going to be close. I think oh. that Indianapolis is going to go ahead and win this thing. Oh, okay. They're going to say, hey, um. I just want you all to know
0: which is weird because beginning of the year you had the Titans and Correct. I had the Colts.
1: But here's the thing the season happened. I know <laughs> the season happened then, and you know what? Though we need to give some respect, the yeah. Titans have been really, really good at home. Mm-hmm. The Colts have not been Derek amazing. Derrick Henry in a way. has been looking like Alabama, Derrick. He sure has. Uh, but the Colts—they figured out their run game. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck as he always is. Marlon Mack, man, like he yeah. turned it on. Andrew Luck for a guy who had a rough beginning coming off this injury, having to shake that off, mm-hmm. he's going to throw for forty five hundred yards at the end of the season, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty close to 40 touchdowns in the year. They're doing everything they need to do. It's just one of those games where I look at each position, I say quarterback, Colts. Running back, probably a little bit of a push. Mm -hmm. Receiving, Colts. There's not much that I'm going to go over here and say, yeah, the Titans got that one. The advantage they have is it's at home, but I still think that that trip from Indianapolis To Nashville, takes you about five hours Mm -hmm. at most. It's not a far trip. You can travel. Colts will have their Mm -hmm. fans there. They will be okay, and I think they're going to win this one.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts as well. They're going to make the playoffs. The Titans will not, and it will be a heartbreaker for the Titans. I think it will be close. I'm going to say touchdown game. So, Titan fans, I know we have a contingency of Titan Nation that do watch our podcast, watch the pig's each and every week, and let us know Mm -hmm. what their team's going to do. I think it'll be close. I just like the Colts a little bit more.
1: Let's also put it out there that Marcus Mario does not even 100% that he's going to play.
0: So, I mean, if he doesn't, that could affect this game. Any final thoughts about anything you want to mention going into Week 17?
1: Um, Just want to put it out there that if anyone was keeping score at home, Bears get a first-round bye, Vikings get knocked out of the playoffs, and the Eagles are your number 6 seed, according to my predictions. For
0: you? For me, it'll be... Mm -hmm. Bears don't because they lost. Vikings Yours is everything
1: that stays the same.
0: Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You're right because the Ravens won, the Colts won. Mm -hmm. Vikings won, Rams won. Yeah. My NFC had a little bit of a shakeup. The only thing I'm going to say is next week, what's going on in my head, and this is according to you too, if you like these or not, some of the teams I'm thinking, barring if everything stays status quo and the Colts and Ravens win and the Chargers stay at five, I'm thinking the three teams we're probably going to talk about next week are the Chargers, Ravens, and Colts going into the playoffs. Maybe. Uh, I Time look, will tell. I look at the NFC, and I'm like, man, I just don't see any sexy teams. Well, topics. we're going to
1: talk about everybody because yeah, we're going to go through the, the predictions. And the
0: predictions. But I'm saying yeah. like our main focus is right now. Just That's don't want anybody to feel I'm like their team is getting in our head. No, no, of course not. We look at all of them. Um, but thank you guys for... Check out the podcast. It's been a good one. Talked a little draft on this one. Talked a little trade rumors. Looked at a little playoff picks. We talked about playoffs with the Seahawks. Make sure to go and hit that subscribe button. Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. You can also get yourself a t-shirt down in the description. You can get it at mostvaluablepodcast.com. The thing I didn't do at the beginning of the podcast that I'm going to do right now is I do this on the primetime podcast. You and introduce we'll it this it. way
1: every time too. Do I? Yeah. Do as I, do it? I do the I you know, I do this on I, the primetime podcast, I and keep, I like this idea. I keep forgetting
0: that I do it on this podcast too. Um still only one review written down from uh, January twenty eighth, and it was King B. Lang said, Great show, gave us five stars. Um, good all-around podcast, would recommend to any football fan. So if you want your comment right on the on the podcast, go ahead and rate and review The Onside Kick on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. But thank you guys for checking it out, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on podcast services around the world. Mark and I will be back next week for some playoff action. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.